0: Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Before we get this podcast underway, I would like to inform you that we have an exclusive deal on our main training program and also on our Nutrition Fundamentals Guide. Now, for our main full-body 10-week training program, you will get game-changing results in terms of building muscle, losing body fat, and performance, and performance. And guess what? You get your money back. It's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go over to optimizeyourbody.com, click Programs, and get the OYB 1.0, sorry, OYB version 1.0 training guide, and use code body at checkout. So that's OPTIMIZEYOURBODY, O-P-T-I-M-I-S-E, so it's S-E, not Z-E, at the end of Optimize Your Body. All one word, off. So that's $49.99 US dollars. We are robbing ourselves. And finally, our Nutrition Fundamentals Guide. Normally $39.99 US dollars. Half off this as well, 50% off. For this one, you know, whether your goal is to build muscle, lose body fat or overall health, everything is in the guide to help you live better for longer. Use code SALE50. That's S-A-L-E, SALE50, All Uppercase, the same as the other program, All Uppercase, at the checkout for 50% off. Don't miss out. Offer ends soon. Enjoy the podcast. Yo, so it's exactly a week out from Christmas, people. So as we speak now, it's exactly one week away from Christmas Day. And we're going to talk to you about how to stay lean and healthy over the festive period, because that can be a battle. But Andrew, you've just had Thanksgiving over there recently, right?
1: I have, Martin. Yeah, very enjoyable. Um, you kind of get 2 It's been pretty close to Christmas this year as well, so um, there's two big meals in a row, so it's a big season over here. Um, but it's fairly enjoyable. It's, it was a little bit better for me this time, Martin. You know, it's um, and, and I think last year was, I was a different person as well, but I think in the past it's been that kind of restrict, restrict binge mentality that I've had during the festive season. And I'm sure a lot of people are going through the same, right, where you you're dialed in all year and you're probably eating maybe a little less than you normally would and then when it comes to christmas day and thanksgiving you just gorge on everything that you see any snacks you have any food you you don't eat until you're full or for enjoyment you eat until you're ready to vomit and it just takes the enjoyment out of the whole situation really definitely i've been there myself mate as well and um... well, you you've been there for thanksgiving i remember as well right and exactly. you, you kind of we we did a lot of damage that time as well so a different mentality different relationship with food now Uh, and it makes a huge difference on the day like you don't feel the need to overindulge you just feel the need to kind of enjoy and be present in the moment spend time with loved ones Mm. and just take the make the best of the whole situation really Mm. yeah it looked like you had a great time but i think it's because obviously it's like one day
0: maybe a few days right thanksgiving's one day Mm. but i guess i think I, i think people battle a lot more especially here mate in australia because people take a lot of time off work you know they take at least two weeks off most people at least yeah and for that whole time then Obviously, like you said, then people have been working hard all year. They want to de-stress, you know, drink some alcohol, which is great. You know, we need to uh, be social at this time of year um you know go out and eat meals and then obviously christmas day and then sometimes like you said it just gets a bit out of hand because um you just got all this food and drink available to you and and i think a lot of people just they just get a bit carried away and they just struggle like we used to you know um struggle to you know obviously you want to you want to stay especially here you want to stay in shape physically right because it's the time of year it's peak summer you're on the beach a lot and stuff but you want to feel good mentally, right? And I think that's uh, that's where the uh, the war begins, right, sometimes. Because you, you sometimes get carried away for a few days in a row, over-consuming. And then, you you know, we used to feel quite guilty and stuff, didn't we, Ann? and quite like, you know, we'd be Post- punishing, punishing ourselves. Remember down in the basement on that Thanksgiving?
1: Are you, um... <laughs> that was my problem, yeah. I think I was doing step-ups and star jumps and box jumps and burpees down in the basement following uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Exactly. And you were, uh, I think it was post-show for you, right, and you didn't want to train at all, so... Martin can, came like, down, felt guilty that I was training, already felt guilty about eating too much, felt guilty I was training, and then joined in the session. Yeah, And it was about a 2,000 rep killer workout. And that's something that, that's you know, when a you're worst. Wanna... That's when you
0: were on your worst. Say again? Know, right? I think that's one of the worst, like, sta- oh, I, actually, no, I've seen you worse in the past, you know what I mean? With, like, obviously in Vegas, when you were eating nuts and stuff, in, uh, in McDonald's, you'd be eating, like, porridge and nuts, and you were, like, low carbs. Yeah. However, that was, to see, if I look back now, like the look on your face down in that basement, like you were so angry, bro.
1: (laughs) Look at determination to get that workout done, right? But let's be, let's have a chat about this because like, I think there's a misconception about how much damage people can actually do during the festive period, right? Like this podcast should be more aligned with staying healthy over this period, as opposed to how do we stay lean? How do we stay in shape? Because I've been doing a bit of research and media stories dictate that you are likely to put on like seven to 10 pounds during the period. Mm-hmm. But for but studies are now saying that they've, they've been doing studies and research on this and studies are now saying that you most likely only to put one pound on. Yeah. They so, will. you know, we, I'm hoping this podcast not only gives you good advice on how to stay healthy during the period, but also makes people a bit more relaxed going into the period, right? Like you said earlier, obviously in Australia, summertime now people want to stay in shape like it's unlikely you're going to do that much damage in one day or two days. No. A lot of it will be from overeating carbohydrates, sodium, things like that. You're probably going to retain a lot of water. So you might feel uh, visibly in the mirror. You look a little different, but for you to put on that much body fat – i think it's like a pound is it like a pound of weight or pound of body fat you would have to three eat and three and thousand more calories, calories than you would yeah. normally do in
0: a day right that's Exactly so. right so just to clarify that right three and a half thousand calories excess to put on like mm. a pound of fat right so yeah. even if you ate an excess of that over a week that's an extra 500 calories a day right excess to put on a pound of fat is that right mm. yeah 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 so that's a lot. Like people think, oh, you know, I could easily do that, right? But in reality, to go that much over what you're normally doing, if, you, if you're if you one of these people who, you know, naturally tend to maintain your weight and you haven't put on loads of weight this year... Um, then generally, you know, to go over that three and a half thousand calories excess, you know, you could do it. Andrew and I could probably at our, at our heyday of, uh, of binging could have done that in like, you know, one hour. <laughs> mm. But, um, but yes. the bottom line is to, to do that, you know, is, it's like you said, and it's quite tough to do. So it's more the emotional and mental damage that I think we should tap into here now. Right. Cause you said, you know, you might feel yeah. like, you feel, Oh, I, I feel fat. That's what people say to me. You know, I feel fat in reality. Mm it's nothing measurable it's just water weight most of the time right
1: yeah 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 and like i said earlier yeah you're just you're likely to just feel that you're you're a little podgier Mm. and and that'll go away after a few days i think you know we're 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 over critical of ourselves especially looking at ourselves in the mirror we see things differently than others do for the most part right Um, but you it will come back to normal within a few days and it, it, it leads again to um you know, we don't want you to be stressed out during this period. No. You know, there's people who we're speaking to, Mark, come kind of similar to ourselves who are constantly dialed in for most of the year. And then they'll put more emphasis and they're starting to stress and panic over the food they have to eat over Christmas now rather than putting extra emphasis on kind of building relationships during Christmas with family because, you, you know, you're less likely, you're probably only likely to see your family all together. Probably once, once, twice a year, if you're lucky, right? Dude, there's such a so good point. You might not man. get that opportunity again until next Christmas.
0: That's such a good point. I think this is more relevant than ever right now, this conversation, because so many people, like it used to just be, we, we've discussed this before, but it used to be mainly women under the pressure, right? With the media, you know, to look a certain way, you know, size zero. And now it's like they, everyone wants big glutes like Kim Kardashian and the tiny waist. Mm-hmm. But guys are under more pressure than ever now with the emergence of social media and whatnot. And I'm seeing it more and more personally, just from what I've observed online and just in people uh, in general, people are stressing and there's more anxiety now around food and stress than i've ever witnessed in my time and luckily and i mean we've been there right this is why we can we can sit here and have a conversation and relate Mm -hmm. to how most people are feeling because we used to be that person right where christmas or like a special occasion would come rounds and we'd be a bit panicking a bit right and thinking oh how am i gonna keep my abs how am i gonna stay lean right um yep. but I think as you said there's so many aspects to health now that you really need to tune into. Like that social aspect, uh as we've said time and time again, sorry, the relationships and the Um, interactions you have with the people around you this time of year is when you should really be putting all of your energy into that and uh, obviously i think you know training and exercise is great you know to to keep your movement up because that's going to make you feel good anyway Um, but in terms of going to the gym that should not be a top priority i think Drew. you know this time of year definitely not
1: and you're less likely to have opportunities to go to the gym during this time of year like the gym i'm working at is going to be shut Uh, christmas eve christmas day then on a saturday the week after so those opportunities are minimized and the opportunities that are increased are um, chances to maybe go for a walk post dinner that'll help aid digestion and that'll give you some family time also if you have children in the family they're never short on asking you to uh, play with them or have some fun so that's going to increase your movement and your activity i'll keep you on your toes yeah yeah, oh definitely mate. It's exhausting, right? You know, yeah, and you, yeah, if, yeah. if you look at you know, if you're already eating excess calories and you're eating in a calorie surplus and then all of a sudden you need to burn an extra few calories, that's a, quite an easy and convenient way to do it. Definitely. Plus you'll have good fun with them, you know, you especially for me and you, right? So we rarely see our families anymore in terms of our family located in Wales, right? So yep. for us that's a huge opportunity for us to spend time with some of the kids in the family and have some enjoyment out of that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, any extra activity you can do, you might have, like, you might even play games with your family, right? Or even your local rugby team. I remember we used to have a game on boxing day. Yep. yep Great opportunity right. to get involved, play against some of the old players, have a laugh, right? Yep. And any chance you get, just, just to maximize that.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's a good point you mentioned there. Like, I just brushed over um, activity and steps. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's something that I, I don't know about yourself, it seems like you've uh, developed this habit as well, but just going for a walk after you've eaten, um, personally, and not to go off topic too much, but I have a hard time eating more than three meals a day. Right. I don't know about you. You only eat two or three times a day, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Same. So obviously we do intermittent fasting. Um, but to eat more than that a day. So anyway, after each meal now, it's, it's, it, I've, I've finally connected the dots in terms of like, I feel so much better if I go for a walk after I've eaten. And like last night, for example, I just I had some stuff to do after I'd eaten. But even if I walk for five minutes just to the end of my road and back, it's just a habit I've developed now. And it makes total sense, you know, because for a long, long time, ancient cultures have been doing this, right? They go for walks together after they've eaten. I think it's part of the Mediterranean culture, the Japanese don't quote me on that but but it's it's something that's been around for years right so there's obviously some benefit to it but also i think just if you're with your family right i mean just going for a walk after you've eaten or going to play with the kids and stuff i think is a great way to you know because otherwise you eat a lot you eat these big meals or whatever you're drinking loads of alcohol you sit down most of, of the day and that's when it's like you just you don't feel good but if if your goal is to obviously try and you want to you want to feel good mentally over christmas but if you if you're trying to stay lean and keep your you know manage your weight over this period then it just makes total sense to to keep your activity up but obviously you can go overboard
1: with that as well right drew most man you know don't it comes from the uh the the overindulging and the um I'm trying to think of the word, but uh, you know, it comes from that mentality where you, okay, overindulgement and then punishment mentality, right? Where yep. a lot of people during this period, they think, as you talked about earlier, when I went downstairs and did an exercise routine in the basement, when people get a chance to go to the gym, they feel, right, I'm going to do the hardest session I can. I'm going to sprint on the treadmill as fast as I can. I'm going to do circuit training. I'm going to try and burn as many calories during that session because I feel that sense of guilt from eating a little bit of excessively with the food. Yep. But in turn, all you need to do the next day or even the day after, sometimes you have Christmas day and leads into boxing day, right? So the day after you may just be better off just skipping a meal or two, going for a nice walk, drinking plenty of water and then returning to eating as normal as you can. And you start to feel better within a few days.
0: Yeah. And when you say that, you make it sound like really simple, which it is really simple. But you know how hard, how hard is it? And as a coach, a fitness personal trainer to uh, communicate this to clients, how hard is it? You know, even, even if you've been training someone for a year or two. With that mentality, talking them into the fact that, no, 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 we're not going to go, you know, you haven't slept very well. You've been, you know, whatever, you've been overindulgent. And I know you want to come and see me and you want me to kick your ass right now. I know you want that. They ask
1: for that sometimes (laughs) as well, Mark, right? I know. And how how do you... You know, if they've had a poor sleep and you're like, how was your sleep? Oh, I had like three or four hours. It was broken up. I said, okay, we're going to do a lighter session today. No, I need to go hard. I need to, you know, it's we need to understand that that's an actual stressor on the body and that's going to do you worse yeah, than, it's going to do than you worse. actually any good. sometimes? And it's you know?
0: like feeding into, um, into a drug, right? It's like, you want that mental fix so much. You want that kick of adrenaline that's and cortisol, feeling. That feeling, that feeling of like, you know, elation or whatever, because that is what most people attach training to. It's, it's a workout. It's training hard. We've said this time and time again, but you're chasing that mental fix. But in reality, for what your goals are, that is not going to align with your goals. If If your goal is to get in better shape, feel good, and all the other benefits that come with training, um go in, like Andrew said, say, for example, now over Christmas, over the period, you overindulge, which most of us do, go in on the treble the next day and doing hardcore sprints and high intensity training. In fact, just add stress onto your body. And you know what else it does? It actually stimulates your appetite more because your output of calories is so high. Guess what? You're starving again
1: afterwards, right? So uh, that can be a vicious circle, right? I mate. and you know, during this period, talking about, you said earlier about it being excessive, right? We're excessive with things in this period. We could be excessive with our training, right? We don't mm. need to be like that. We're also excessive during this time of year, like you're fa- with family and things like that, of buying too many things, like to consume, mm. like, and this pressure then for you to eat it all, right? To get rid of it out of the house. Exactly. Like, perhaps we need to think this year, okay, we're going to not buy as many snacks, because we don't really need to snack on so much junk in between the main meals because exactly. we're already having a huge calorific meal right yep um and then can you bring healthier options to the party if you're you've been advised to bring a dish can your dish be a healthy option now the misconception people have is that healthy is untasty i saw a meme yesterday saying that like um, oh healthy food is disgusting and then underneath that it said well have you ever tried seasoning it and sauteing it because it's delicious right mm, it is i think there's a misconception some healthy food is 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 bland and horrible if you're making it that way yeah it's going to be but however if you have the opportunity to bring it to a christmas party make people enjoy it and then it takes takes the stress out of it as well
0: definitely and i think yeah like you said eating um we're having big meals right we're having mm-hmm. we're eating more calorie much more calories per meal i think that yeah. mentality as you said of like snacking and stuff I think obviously you know we we said we do intermittent fasting and Andrew and I tend not to uh to eat much you know we don't we don't snack generally right but yeah. when it comes to the time where you've got all this food available to you like Andrew said we've got all this food loading up in the fridge, right? You don't have to like continue, like, and we're not saying don't let your hair down, by the way, right? You know, obviously enjoy yourself. You're gonna, you're gonna enjoy yourself. You're gonna overindulge most likely, like I said, but just keeping it within reason, right? It's like, you know, when you're snacking, snacking, snacking and you, you feel like you have to eat all of the food that you've bought, Right. Which is probably what Andrew and I'll do anyway. We're probably being hypocritical (laughs) here, right? (laughs) But, um, just, it's just keeping it within reason. And just, you know, when you're having those big, massive meals, like we said, go for a walk afterwards. If you can drink plenty of water as a game changer, if you can just take that away, take that away from this podcast in there, just keep drinking water because a lot of people completely stop or forget you know what I mean literally that, I don't know what it is I think it's because you, you, you get used to the flavors of all this food and you know yeah. you just get bored of water <laughs> do you know
1: what I mean but also you, you know you, fill it, you can fill up on if you're concerned you can fill up on water first right wait a little while and then that might make you feel a little fuller and stop you over consuming those snacks anyway
0: Definitely. Let's That's go more into the, de- into, into, the, into the weeds there, then. And so you you, yeah. you skimmed over some stuff there. Like, how can people, you know, because we've got all this food available to us and alcohol and social gatherings nonstop. Um, how, do, what, what tips would you give to people in terms of like little strategic methods where
1: they can just not consume as much, basically, but still enjoy themselves? Easy win, easy win. And this can apply to um, everyday life. This is something that I will, will, I've built up into my regular routine is, is eating in a certain order, Mark. So, you know, instead of eating, I won't go straight for the carbohydrates first or, or simple carbohydrates. What I will do first is I will stack up on uh, meat or protein if you don't eat meat and vegetables. Now, we know that protein is a satiating macronutrients, so we're going to feel fuller, right? Vegetables also have lots of fiber, again, we're going to feel nice and full, so that then stops me over consuming the rest right so if i make my food my plate feel um sorry filled with these different varieties protein and and vegetables and then i look at other options, carbohydrates. I'm already going to be full, so it's going to be harder for me to overconsume carbohydrates, which tend to be easy to overconsume, as we know. And then it also stops me overconsuming what comes after, which is the chocolates, the cakes, and the sweets, and things like that. Mm. And I find the thing is
0: like, a lot. I can imagine now. I'm just picturing from a listener's perspective. Like I can imagine a lot of people thinking, "But meat and veg is boring. You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't want to eat that. You know, what I mean, like like you said about like for us, it's lovely." Add in some salt, some dry spices. And I think a lot of people, Uh if they'd done this, they would actually like it. But um, that's like you you mentioned earlier, like healthy food doesn't have to be boring. You have some like, you know, some meat with vegetables or whatever, yeah? If you bake the vegetables in the oven, right? Mix vegetables or whatever. Add some olive oil, maybe like half an avocado. It doesn't have to be a low calorie meal. In fact, if you're having like half an avocado, some olive oil, some salt, some dry spices on top of that meal, that's going to keep you fuller for even longer then because of those healthy fats and fiber in the, uh, in the avocado and, and in the veggies as well. So it doesn't have to be boring, but you just got to be a little tiny bit creative in terms of if you don't like eating those foods, right? Just add some flavor. You can add whatever you, you know, even if it meant adding some, whatever it is, a little bit of sauce or something, whatever it is, as long as you're getting those nutrients in, ideally for that first meal, it changes the way you look at food. Um, you know, at least if you, because the thing is where people go wrong and I think what we're trying to say is, is obviously it becomes like a pattern, right? So you have one day, mm-hmm. let's just say you have, um, let's just say Christmas Eve, you eat some bad food, you go out, have a few drinks in the night, Christmas day comes around. That's the day where we, yeah. most of us over consume, right? Boxing mm-hmm. day comes around. You still got all of this food left over. So you get up in the morning, you go up in the fridge and you've got chocolate or whatever it is, crap food in there. You start eating that food, and that's where it becomes a slippery slope, right? right, Drew? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. It's just, I think it's just that hit, that, as we've discussed before, the same with me. If I have a hit of sugar or things like that, then I'll just crave more of it, right? So it, it, just, it just means that if you're going to eat breakfast, I would generally go for some of this most people like right let's just say eggs right yep fill up an egg some avocado right it's going to make you feel a little bit better you got the cholesterol from the yolks the fat it, even you if feel you melt some butter better. into the
0: eggs right and i know you do that yeah 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 exactly mate yeah or the sea salt
1: yep um i think you know we're, we're um, skipping over um how we should eat as well right so like we're it's, it tends to come that we mindlessly eat in front of the TV, right? So if we can take opportunities to sit down with the family around the table, enjoy that conversation as we discussed already, build those relationships and chew your food slowly, right? So try not to add water when you're eating your food. That means you'll you'll break your food down much, easy, much more easily. You'll chew your food, enjoy your conversation, focus more on the time with the family and you have less focus on trying to wolf down as much food as you can in one go. <laughs> when it comes to mindless mindlessly eating junk and eating exactly. in excess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you might find that during that time because you're taking your time over chewing the food, that you may eat a little less because you'll feel fuller during that time anyway.
0: Mm. Absolutely, and that's uh, we you know we're brushing over stuff we've talked about. We're just delivering it in a different mm. way, right? Because um, eating yeah. in front of the TV. Do you know what? I still haven't got what we're getting one now. I still haven't got a table in my house made to eat food, right? So I got right. don't get me wrong. I got sorry. I got a table out on the balcony, right? Um, but sometimes you know I find myself I find myself basically eating in front of the TV uh, more than I normally would, uh, and I'm aware. You know, I'm aware because it's not fully mindless because I know what's going on here. It can be deadly, right? I think that's yeah. such, such an important point that you mentioned there. And I understand, right? We want to sit in front of the TV watching Home Alone um, stuff in yeah. our face, right? That's totally fine. But if you're just aware, like if you're going to do that, you know, as a habit for the whole period, you're going to most likely eat a bit too much when you're in front of the TV and that accumulates. So I think it's good what Andrew's saying there. It's like, again, it comes back to, relationships and interactions, right? Eating on the table with family. Try and make the most of those moments because Andrew and I can tell you now, as, as you know, it might sound a bit corny or whatever, but we live away from our families. So I think he lives in New York, I live in Australia. Our families are in the UK. You know, we value it even more now. It really puts it into perspective, doesn't it, Am? When you haven't got your family there, you know, luckily I'm going to be seeing my family in February, but when you're not around them for Christmas time, you know what I mean? It makes you really... Think, value those moments more you know when you go back home when you're eating with them or whatever it is on the table having conversation i think it yeah. makes you obviously we built more of a healthy relationship with food as well so we, we do generally eat more mindfully although we still mm. eat, we still both eat really fast i've got to admit that last time we were together we were still wolfing meals down pretty fast but we have improved yeah but i think I'm it's just an of important yeah, aspect definitely. right hand. What's that? I think it's an important aspect though right just va- really like once again as cheesy as it sounds value in the time with the loved ones you know
1: because yeah, get one, sh- one shot of this uh- value the time and also value the food a little differently right because you know that I'm not sure who cooks in your family whoever's listening to this or there may be a, a variety of cooks right so mm-hmm. why not value that food you're eating more like you know you for example like Say, my mother made a nice stuffing, right? So I, I enjoy, I love my mother's stuffing, right? So I'm going to value and enjoy the taste of that rather than trying to wolf it down as quickly as possible for the next part of the meal. Lovely. Same. Why am I trying to eat uh, like some processed chocolate as well, where I can get more nutrition from a variety of foods that someone else has made as well? So mm. it's just valuing the food differently. Valuing the time, valuing the taste a little bit differently and valuing how it makes you feel afterwards. Mm. I found there in the past when I was eating Christmas dinner, I would eat a huge plate of dinner, as much desserts as I could, as many chocolates as I could. And I did not feel good afterwards. I would want to vomit or I'd feel sick. I'd feel full up to my throat, right? Yep. I'd want to Same. sleep. I had no energy. It was lethargic. You're not present. You mean, You're I not present. You? This is right? little so,
0: Huh? You're not present to you at that point. You're just in your own little no. world. You're just absolutely bloated and, you know.
1: Yeah. Because a case of not overdoing it, right? Don't eat until you want to vomit. Just eat until you feel generally full and then enjoy that part of the food. Enjoy that part of the time and then afterwards, if you want to eat more, then eat more. But just don't kind of try and wolf. That, that, again, comes to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast to yep. the The binge mentality, right? You're restricting and then you binge. So this opportunity comes once a year. Mm. You've been sacrificing for three months before. You haven't eaten any junk food or anything like that. And then you all of a sudden have that one day or two days and you're going to just eat as much as you can and then cut it off altogether afterwards. So.
0: And I think the over the overarching theme of this podcast really is kind of like, and by the way, we're no experts in this field, but self-awareness and mindfulness, right, is something that yeah. you know, Andrew and I are tuning more and more into. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's kind of like the most um, important thing, really, I think, this time of year. In, like mm. Andrew said, if there's someone, everyone's got someone in their family or a few people in their family who cooked speciality things, right, like you mentioned, the stuff in, um, whether it's cakes or whatever it is, Enjoy the flavors. Just try and take that away from this podcast. Enjoy and have fun with what you're doing and the people around mm. you. I think that's the key thing. But um, if we segue a little bit into um, into training methods, because I know a lot of people listen to this, still going to get a few sessions in over Christmas. I would advice I would give is to um, if you're going to be eating more calories than usual because most people don't do this kind of training is it's a perfect time to start like a strength training phase i think if you are going to go to the gym a couple of times a week why not lift hard and heavy i mean Mm. but then like you said those extra calories though because it's a new it's a new it's a new stimulus as well right so it's an added so i think there's a few variables there right
1: yeah um it's you can utilize definitely utilize those extra calories that you're eating so put those to good use in the gym if you get the opportunity right yep um, and I guess just follow just can, again, it comes down, you can add obviously a new modality in, and you can start strength training or you just don't panic and you continue with your same routine and things will turn, return to normal within a week or less, you know? So,
0: yep. Yep. That's exactly right.
1: Certainly, you know, you should be, you should anyway with your training program, you should be following and utilizing the strength routine as often as you can. As we always talk about this, you want to, Build as much muscle as you can. So during these periods of time, like Christmas or even daily, you can then burn more calories. um, Sorry, eat more calories um, with all the extra muscle you packed on anyway. So your metabolism will be sped up. And it will make it easier during these times of year to eat more because you won't have to be sacrificing a full year doing loads of cardio eating little calories Mm. and it'll just be it'll just become easier during these times you can eat that a little bit more and get away with it i guess exactly it's the perfect time to uh
0: to make to to build muscle metabolism providing you know like we said you're not eating processed foods constantly as long as you're getting a few good meals in here and there like andrew mentioned earlier some nice salads some meat and veggies or whatever it is you know you're still gonna you're still gonna convert that into muscle and build a metabolism so it's a a good time to go and uh do those big lifts go and do your uh you know your squats your deadlifts you know those big compound movements hard and heavy and uh just do it you know if you're going to train minimal just do a couple of them a week and it's gonna it's gonna pay more dividends than what you would go in with that punishment mentality sprinting on the treadmill doing burpees and all this crazy
1: CrossFit shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> when you're feeling like shit, anyway, right? Exactly. Um, let's talk about. We haven't discussed kind of alcohol, mate. How do you find alcohol during this time? Of year? I'm sure your intake increases a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, definitely, mate.
1: Hundred percent. So for me, it's like so, yeah, like right. this
0: Saturday, for example, I'm catching up with my mate and his missus, and uh, me and my missus are going um, with them for some food and a few drinks and stuff. So mm-hmm. I know that's going to get out of hand alcohol wise. Yeah. Um, but and then obviously Christmas Eve. So the way, I, the way I look at it is like, I'll enjoy, like going back to what we said, right? Enjoy enjoy the time with those people, right? That's the most important thing. Um, uh-huh. Alcohol, you know, it does help us on a social level, regardless of what people say, you know, unless it's excessive, yeah. like we said, mm. having a few drinks here and there. Um, but it probably will be excessive this Saturday. And what I'll do the next day then, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll probably eat a lot as well because we're going out for food. So I'll probably just drink more water in the morning. I'll drink water in between. That's a key. Actually, that's a
1: key. In between, definitely. Man. I agree changer. with that
0: in between drinks. High hydration, yes. man. Ninety percent of a hangover pretty much is just dehydration, right?
1: Yes. And that also stops you kind of if you're in a social situation with new people. It stops you getting too sloppy, right? And stops stop you becoming anti social, right? You I I've I used to be a sucker for this. I used to drink so much that so I was just a mess. Like I uh,
0: Like that time when you were sitting kind of on my doormat, when you're face planted yeah, on my doormat. A, I opened yeah, the door and you're lying there dribbling on my doormat. Yeah, and then you got ill. In you caught food.
1: something from that doormat, right? <laughs> yeah, I've slept in a few places I shouldn't have when I was drinking alcohol. So I think it's just the, it's, it's now that I've finally matured. I kind of know my limit. Yeah, and I think it's the, like I said, the key is to kind of sip water in between if you can. Yep. that's going to minimise the hangover. And it's just a, it's it, again a big thing with alcohol. It lowers inhibitions. I didn't give a shit about sleeping on some on on your doorstep, right? Yep. Normally, I would just get in get in get in, get in my bed and just have a nice sleep. But exactly. subconsciously, so I kind of I sat down there and went to sleep. Yep. but even with making uh, decisions about foods that you eat if you're accepting day then you're like oh bugger this I'm just going to eat what I want mm. and that could obviously backfire on you a little bit and even the next day I find that I went out uh, I think it was last weekend or the weekend before had a few drinks the next day I was kind of craving kind of junk food like salty food Yep. Uh, um, so just be aware of that and, and just make try and make the right choices when you wake up like fill up on water If you need to eat breakfast, eat a decent breakfast and and move on from there, as opposed to just, like you said, you said, alluded to earlier about going in the fridge and grabbing the chocolates and then your day goes downhill from there, right? Just get some nutrients in, even,
0: exactly. Even something as simple as just making like a smoothie with, throw some kale in there, some fruit, Mm. you know what I mean? Just make like a healthy, anything you can do just to get some extra nutrients in. And uh, water is a game changer. Obviously that's number one, you gotta Mm. stay high. Like I think this relates to anything, right? You don't need, uh, um, you know, it's not rocket science. But when you're eating crap foods as well, drink water in between. Yeah. Try not to snack in between and just drink more water. It makes a big difference, not just to how you look, but how you feel. Like it's night and day difference, right? The body's 70% water. But what I was going to say then is um, in terms of, oh, I lost what I was going to say then. But yeah, when you're drinking, when you're drinking, um, activated charcoal, I was a bit skeptical about Anne before. Um, yeah. Activated charcoal seems to do something. I'm not sure about you. But if I take you can get it people, you can get this supplement in the stores and stuff, and if you take um activated charcoal like days or just take it like a day or two before um, you're about to indulge and just take it you could just take it all oh, the okay. way
1: through the all the way through the period and I think it for me it seems to help because it it helps bind the toxins out right I took it the next day actually and uh I still was severely hungover. Monster, <laughs> <in office. laughs> I think you meant to take
0: it like uh, the, the, yeah, day maybe the day before
1: right? and on the day and the I day think, after. I think for me, the biggest thing is sleep like as well yeah, as much sleep yeah, as you yeah. get. If you have a day off work, try and try and utilize that. And that again, you know, you're drinking a lot of alcohol, you're not drinking water in between, then your sleep's going to be affected, right? You're probably going to pass out and not get a quality of sleep. So I think mm. that's what happened to me. Although I drank water when I got back in, mm. um, I was definitely suffering the next day cause I had to get up early to work. Mm. Um, I had activated charcoal, still had a stinking hangover. So, But I've yeah. heard good things about that, but it's never really helped me. So I never think really I'm helped. doing it right. It
0: works for me, but I don't know how much of it's placebo. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: the
0: fact The fact that it makes your poo black as well, I feel like it's doing something.
1: <laughs> and it's very black. It is, it's its going to come out like in your blender. It's going to blacken up the blender as well. So exactly. just be aware of that. Well, or
0: the know? poo or the
1: charcoal? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't put poo in the blender yet, yeah. no. <laughs> maybe if I have too many drinks, I might. But... <laughs>
0: Ah, um, yeah. So I guess that's pretty much it. I think we covered all the main points there, mate.
1: I think this, you know, any of this we're talking about now can be related to day to day anyway. Yep. You know, like if you're if you're drinking, drink water in between. If you're um, when you eat, and eat in an order of protein and vegetables first. Mm. It's it's all relative to you know get more sleep. It's all you know strength training. It's all relative to what we do in our daily aspects of exactly. our life anyway. So it's, there's no difference here. So if you have built up that relationship with food and exercise on a level for over the years, then these type of things will become a lot easier, right? Mm,
0: Exactly. And if you are someone who lifts weights regular, which a lot of people who listen to this podcast are in that category and you lift weights regular and you're going to continue to lift over the period, you know, even if it's a few sessions a week, just keep in mind, like ideally every three days, right? We've said this before, but up to about 72 hours, right? And providing you your training properly, you're going to get a muscle building signal lasting for between 24 and 72 hours. So just think, you know, three days after, you, you know, three, four days, if you can do a session every three, four days, providing this purposeful and you're, you know, hitting the whole body as we, as we mentioned before. So you're, you know, hitting every body part or at least the big body parts. Um, that's going to, keep you, uh, it's going to keep you feeling good, but it's going to keep you on point. And also, the activity, as you mentioned, like Andrew said, you can apply this to day-to-day life. Walking after each meal is a great um, thing. And if you can do it, you, know, you don't want to be isolating yourself at the same time. Though You don't want to be going, I've got to go for my walk after I've eaten and, and leaving everyone. That kind of takes you away from uh, what we're talking about. But if you can um, go for a walk with family after your meals and promote that, you know, um, or just in the mornings when you get up, if you can just get up and go for a twenty-minute walk in the mornings, um, that compound effect all adds up. You know, in terms of the uh, the calorie output and how you feel, it sets you up for the day. So, yeah, simple is really, Drew. It's all, all going back yeah, so to basics,
1: right? Back to basics, Matt, Yeah, um, and also like, don't I don't you know, we don't want you stressing over this period. Just be mindful, be aware. Mm. um and look at it a little differently like obviously try and build some good relationships with your family be present be in the moment enjoy the food but don't overindulge there's no need for it
0: yeah yeah and if you do don't like you know because most people probably are
1: um don't panic
0: yeah don't panic that's the key thing it's, it's not what you do when you overindulge it's what you do after the next day that don't is feel the guilty
1: about it i think as well is a big thing because often people associate food with guilt Yep. And that's where the issues start to come in and that affects your relationship with food, right? You know, mm-hmm. just it's food, eat it, move on, and then go back to practicing the skills that you're starting to develop uh, as we speak and, and keep on improving as much as you can. And it takes time. Definitely. So, yeah, just
0: that self-awareness element. And that's something uh, I'm going to once again tune into now this year you know really try and be as present yeah. as i can and i think that's a key thing really folks um, but the guilt thing is a very important point andrew made there don't feel guilty it's you know it's most likely going to happen but it's not about what you you, you eat let's say you eat an excess of a thousand two thousand calories in one day and then you do it again the next day it's fine the following day just try and pull it back a little bit just try and don't eat like an asshole just like jordan side yes. says right it's, I Wonderful. think I'll call the episode that. Don't eat like an asshole. Yes. Simple. Why not? <laughs> nice one, All Drew, man. I appreciate you chiming. It was great to have you back on, man. I'm sure the audience will love this one.
1: Thank you, sir. Enjoyed it. I'm out of hibernation now, so I'm back on track.
0: Back on track, my man. Speak to you in a oh, bit, yes. bro.
1: Thanks, mate.
0: Happy Christmas. You too, mate. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram at Martin Silva Fitness and Andrew is at Mr Bond Fitness. Also, if you'd like this podcast, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. That would be a massive help. We need those ratings and reviews to help this podcast grow. Thank you.